three, three, two, one. Episode 37 is coming to you live. Not really live, but kind of live right now. We got me, we got Easton, and we're back once again, like I said, for the 37th time. And today we're going to be talking about something that I guess could have very well impacted us if this were four or five years ago. Um, but right now, all we can do is sit here and kind of discuss how maybe it would have been different or our thoughts, opinions on it moving forward. And Easton, what is that topic? What is that topic? Christian, good to be back. Today, I am rocking the Valpo jersey. For those of you just listening, had to bring it out for this special topic here. And that is the NCAA is passing some big news for the athletes. You can now legally make money off of your name, image, and likeness. I think I hit that on the head. Um, it's been in discussion for a couple years now. Honestly, a little surprised at how quick it happened, but we'll get into that. Um, yeah, big news, man. The, the college athletes are getting paid now. Bring in the moolah. And you, you already hit the nail on the head there. It happened so quickly and out of nowhere, almost like when the news started coming through and I saw this, I was like, there's got to be some catch. This can't be the real thing. Like, this can't be what people have been going for, pushing for for the last 30, 40 years. Um, And what we talked about so much over the last four or five years, whether it be in school, classes, whatever it was. Um, But yeah, that name, image, likeness, NIL, it is here to stay for now. And it's going to change the college landscape as we know it. This is the very early stages of it. Um, but as it can progresses over the next couple weeks, months, years, I think we're going to start seeing the final form of what it could be. But for now, what we've started to see is at the very earliest stage, some of these college athletes coming out and announcing sponsorships and partnerships with different local companies. You name. Yeah. And, uh, man, I don't know if I can get too far into this episode without giving a special shout-out. I didn't even tell this guy that he was going to get this shout-out, but uh, Jeremy Drudge, good buddy of ours, Valpo Oh, baseball yeah. Player. Big news. I, I don't know the exact number, but it's got to be somewhere between 8 and 10 now sponsorships that this guy secured. So, so Wait, Jeremy are you Drudge. are serious? Eight yeah, man. I saw the Barstool one. I thought that's what you were talking about. Oh, dude, about. you, you got to follow him on uh, follow him on Instagram. He posts. It I seems do. like every day he's got a new one. I, okay, I'm going to pull this up right now. Well, I'm I don't know if you're going to be able to see all of them because he puts them on his story, so they go away. But, uh, but yeah, he's. Okay. I mean, he's at least six. I'm thinking it's in the eight to ten range. He is just racking up <laughs> the sponsorships, and it's great. Wait. He has it in his bio. He has all these different yeah, ones. Exactly. He has like four or five in his bio. Jeremy wow, Drudge is look taking over go. this episode. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Drudge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, what the hell were we even talking about? I got off topic there. <laughs> we got fired up about Drudge. Um, yeah. We were just kind of the very early stages of the athletes signing with different companies. Right yeah, now. that's right. That's right. Sorry. This episode's <laughs> going sideways right now. Wow. Um, Trust. No, it's it's wild because like we talked about with the quickness of how it all happened. So 
I believe if you go back uh, to 2019, maybe it was either 2019 or 2020 is when we saw the California governor, um, Gavin Newsom, pass the law within the state. And everyone kind of thought at that point it was it would sort of be like a chain reaction. You'd get a couple states on board each year and then hopefully eventually it would lead to you know, a complete overhaul and the NCAA just passed it. Right. Um, but it happened a lot quicker than that. You know, we're talking one, two years later than this idea kind of kind of first came to fruition there and and became realistic. Like, oh, we actually might be moving in this direction, because to be honest, like being a college athlete, both of us, no one ever really thought this would be the case. It was always sort of just like a like an inside joke where, you know, we're not getting paid. It is what it is. It's a little different for a lot of athletes, depending on the situation you're in. But like for some of those bigger schools and bigger programs, it was getting to the point where, you know, as the statistics are released and how much revenue the, the universities are bringing in because of their athletes, it got to the point where everyone's like, okay, this is getting a bit ridiculous that, you know, not only are these guys not getting paid, but they're very limited in what they can do as compared to even just other students. So crazy, man. It it flew by and they got it done. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm I'm still uh I'm still pumped up about the drudge news. It's got me thinking, like what what could Riley Dent have done with a G Fuel sponsorship if he just had another year, two years, G Fuel, any kind of gaming stuff. Would have been his top, but we were a big G Fuel team, yeah. huge yeah. G Fuel team. Yeah, I, you know, the, the possibilities were really endless, and here endless. I am sitting in my sitting in my jersey, living in the past, and <laughs> and it's sad, yeah. you know, we're 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 gone and done with, we're washed up, retired college <laughs> athletes, and, and oh, I've missed been there. out. I've been there. Missed out on You're joining chance. me. You're joining. Me. I'm joining you. Yeah, it's, look, it's the past year and a half. Uh, you know, the listeners have listen to me belittle you for being old and washed up and and here I find myself in the same category so uh life comes yeah, at you fast it does and and with Riley and the G fuel you know yeah that could have been something and, oh, and it's a shame bad. that it wasn't um but it is what it is we move on and we, we support you, those that we, follow in our footsteps support those. absolutely and you were starting to touch on an interesting topic this is obviously going to have lots of ramifications, but what, why this really took hold, um, especially right now, is because these big schools were bringing in so much money and these athletes were seeing absolutely none of it. Mm-hmm. And the interesting part of it for me and for many people involved, no one really knows how this is going to go or turn out to be over the next couple of years, is how these smaller schools will be impacted but it sounds like we've already kind of gotten a decent glimpse at this with what we've talked about with Drudge. Um, and I mean, I've seen countless Valpo athletes already who have signed on with whether it be the barstool athlete or um, smaller restaurants, companies, um, whatever it may be in town. So this looks like it could be a great opportunity for any athlete at any school of any size, regardless of where you are. And it's it's going to be interesting to see now how some of these sponsorships play out at the tippy top the pinnacle of college athletes or athletics because 
there could be a lot of money involved for an Alabama quarterback and LSU quarterback running backs, you name it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the big question I've gotten um, from a lot of people that don't really have a hand in college athletics, I guess. And they've, you know, just come to me being a recently retired college athlete. Um, And that's the question is, you know, is this going to create an environment where it's very top heavy and kind of unfair um, in that regard? It's a fair question and I can definitely see the concern there. Um, But I think that you touched on something important there. And that is like, there's still going to be opportunities for sure for the smaller and and mid-major schools um, to use their image. And like I said, I, I was talking about this with someone the other day, even if it's just going down to a local shop or a local restaurant yeah. and you're signing autographs for, you know, 50 bucks for an hour or something like that, that, you know, sounds silly, but it's going to bring business to them. So they benefit from it and it brings business to you. So you benefit from it. And we see guys like Jeremy Drudge really taking advantage of this locking down, you know, even if it's just a discount on a product, he's getting the sponsorships. And, and to be fair, this has been my biggest argument with that question right there is I think that in the big schools, that type of environment kind of already exists. So when you commit to an Alabama, when you commit to a Georgia you know, UCLA, Arizona State, whatever, you are getting yourself into something where you're going to get top of the line equipment, top of the line, you know, meals, food, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times room and board, you're going to get treated well if you're a top tier athlete, right? Right. And as you trickle down to the lower universities, some of that stuff starts to go away, starts to go away, even as evident, um, you know, where we went, where we don't necessarily have everything that a big SEC school has. And so I think it kind of just plays into that, to be honest with you. You stay pretty level. The top guys are going to get rewarded from this in the biggest ways. And then mid-major and smaller um, schools, you're still going to be able to get a little bit of the reward, right? It's not going to be as much, but you'll see some of it. And so I think in terms of competition and how that goes, I think it's going to remain fairly the same. Is someone paying $50 for your autograph? Someone's <laughs> paying a lot more than $50 for my autograph. I'm, I, I'm retired now. And, well, and yeah, you know what? It's demand. You know what? I, uh, this has nothing to do with this episode, but I'm going to say it anyways. I was out on the, I was out on the field the other day and uh, a family showed up and they were having a little uh, remembering service for a grandfather who had passed away. And I guess he was in the Valparaiso Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, so they wanted to do a little service on the field. It, first of all, it was it was really weird because they didn't contact anyone about it. They just showed up. But and it's a private field. Uh, but that's besides <laughs> the fact what I took from it is we have a baseball Hall of Fame. And, you know, that's. I, That's uh, news to me. <laughs> I I need to find a reason because I don't know if the stats and everything are going to get me there, but I want to etch myself into that Hall of Fame. So I need to do something, do something big, Christian. Even if it's as an alumni, 
I need to find my way into that Hall of Fame. That's my You're new goal. Right. The You're Valparaiso right. Baseball Hall of Fame. That's what I'm Dang going for. If, okay. Okay. This is interesting. We got to lobby to make this happen. We're going to get you in. And yeah, you got like next 10, 15, 20 years yeah. are basically to develop your resume for the Valparaiso Baseball Hall of Fame. Actually, you know what? I'm going to wrap this right back into this episode right here. My way into the Hall of Fame, within the next 10 years, I'm saying it now, I'm putting a stamp on it, I will sponsor every Valparaiso baseball player in some way, shape, or form Oh, in the next 10 years. And I'm EastonRoadhouse.com, baby! EastonRoadhouse.com, just posted, go check it out. Get your workout plan today. Listen, yeah. I'm sponsoring everyone within the next 10 years. That's what's getting me into the Hall of Fame. I'm going to continue to do that until the day I die. At Valpo Baseball, I got you. I ask one favor in return. I want in that Hall of Fame. So you can completely overhaul the Valparaiso Baseball like workout off-season training. You can sponsor Valparaiso Baseball, sponsor these athletes, and they say they take off of eastonroadhouse.com only your training plans, your workout plans, whatever. They can't go to third parties for it. They only can find it on your website, and that's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you get in the Hall of Fame. Ten years, these guys would be walking around like they're freaking Hulk Hogan out there. Yeah. Biceps that are 19 inches. They're going to be hitting bombs 300 feet over the wall. They're going to be throwing 97 all of them. I can already see it. So this yeah, is your plan. Listen, that's how hey. it's going to happen. That might be my plan. Uh, I think more of what I was getting at, because that, you know, 35 guys, that's a lot of guys to to set up individual, unique, personalized programs for. So I was thinking, you know, maybe I throw them a hat and a shirt every year, a couple bucks <laughs> to buy a couple meals. I, I mean, oh, I'm paying my well, way into the Hall of Fame. That's all it is. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. There's, there's wow. minimal okay. effort here. Just. You know, okay, have so you're going the minimal effort route to get in the Hall of Fame, but I yeah. appreciate that. I I can see it happening. You got hey, you got the next ten years. You put a stamp on it, so you got to make it happen. Um, we're getting so we're getting crazy. We're getting crazy here. Um, but okay, you were we were talking about how there could be a competitive disadvantage involved in this, and you were talking yeah. about how these top schools already kind of have this. So yeah. I, I want to I tell a brief story here. So I think it was our maybe junior year. I don't know if you were in this class, but it was politics of sports with one of our professors oh, that we did have. Were you, were you were in politics of sport? I was in Okay. Sports. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, and we talked in depth about this. Mm, sorry, no. I was in pop no, culture. No, you were in pop culture. Okay. You were in pop culture. So I was in politics of sports with the same professor we had for pop culture. And one of the topics we talked in depth about was this. And one of the very simple questions that was raised on one of the days was, do you think that college athletes should be paid um, or whatever? And I, this was at a point when I really didn't know much about it. And I was kind of still in the mindset. I was, I, I was the only one who raised my hand for saying, no, I don't think they should be. And this was for being paid I'm because not. basically <laughs> – what you said, basically the reason was what you said, because these tippy top school athletes already basically are getting all this. They're going basically full rides, whatever. They're being compensated in the best ways, at least the athletes that would actually be making money for the school. 
what I didn't take into account was all these third-party sponsorships that each um, singular individual athlete could, you know, acquire for themselves. And we've talked about this in the Valpo scale. And honestly, by just talking about this over the last 15 minutes, I've, I, I almost think that this could even the playing field in some ways. Because like you were saying, the tippy top, not much is going to change. Yeah, you're going to have your stars, your, uh, your quarterbacks, your star point guards, whatever, who are going to now be making a lot of money. But ultimately, these athletes at the, those tippy top schools have been getting a lot already, where now the athletes at the uh, mid-major level um, or even other levels are now having the opportunity to go out and be sponsored where the school may not be able to bring in the sponsorships for them. They're now able to create it for themselves. So this could give more of an incentive to go um, to some of these schools uh, for whatever reason. So maybe it'll level the playing field a little bit more. And I just wanted to tell that story because yeah, I was ignorant back then. Some, some may say I'm still ignorant. Some may say that. (laughs) Okay. You are. And, and it just doesn't surprise me, you know. You you couldn't get past that surface level of thinking there. All we I had to do was all it. we had to do was talk about it for ten minutes, and you know now you're okay, catching well, on. Yeah, yeah. But, well, my, you know, my I, ideas I, have changed. I get that's how you operate. You a little behind the curve, but that's all right. Um, yeah, that's a it's a good point, and it definitely could even the playing field in some sense because. Now, when you talk about incentives and um, sponsorships, stuff like that, you could have cases actually where, especially in sports like, uh, like say basketball, where one individual player can have, you know, a bigger influence on the overall game as opposed to maybe like baseball, even football in some regards. But if you have some of these mid-major schools or smaller schools that can accumulate some money or sponsorships in certain ways you're talking about a situation now where they could potentially kind of put all their eggs in one basket and you know heavily go after some of the higher recruits and potentially get them solely based on what they are offering in incentives and you know those i think are going to be far and few between because when you talk about the differences and um you know what like a a Duke, a North Carolina, Kentucky can provide as opposed to mid-majors, you know, it's a lot and it's very significant. The problem is, though, is they are going to try and do that for 12 guys on their roster. So if you get one of these smaller schools that they just want to focus their energy towards, you know, really getting that big player, there's a chance they can pull that off. And maybe you do start to see that evening the playing field. I think that's, you know, probably down the road a little bit, but it's it's a possibility. And even for like the argument that this would uneven the playing field, you could just say that these guys now, these elite players who are getting recruited would probably be going to a Kentucky, Duke, or North Carolina that's for just talking basketball. Oh, absolutely. Anyways, yeah. so it's just going to continue the infighting or the uh, the recruiting fight that always goes on between those three schools. Um, and yeah, now maybe this would add in other schools who, hey, we can give you just as big of an opportunity or, hey, maybe we have these. I don't know if this is legal. I haven't read into it that much, but we have possible sponsorship slots already set up for our recruits 
that can come in and you can be sponsored by this person, this person, this company, whatever it may be. So I don't know. Like I said, that could be explicitly illegal, but I don't know. But could be. Well, listen, I, you know, kind of going back to the competitive landscape, I think that this being passed is going to have less of an less of an effect on, you know, the overall top to bottom competition as it is just the competition at the top for trying to score recruits. I think that's where you're going to see the biggest level of, you know, kind of bargaining and trying to offer up sponsorships and incentives. It's going to be they're competing for top recruits. The top universities are competing for top recruits. And maybe they can win a guy over based on what they can offer them, right? And to be fair, again, like you said, they were going to go to a bigger university anyway. So the mid-majors and the smaller schools are out of the question regardless. So basically, it just becomes a competition between the universities that are, you know, top-notch funded, make a lot of money off their athletics, schools that would have been in the cards for that recruit anyways. Um, So it might get interesting there because, you know, you could definitely see schools who, um, you know, are in some of these bigger conferences, make a lot of money, but maybe they're not traditionally very good at specific sports. Um, And you can see that, you know, you go Big Ten, Pac-12, SEC, you have those schools who say in basketball, they're not really known for being that good. Maybe they're good at football, but basketball, they just, they don't pull in the same type of recruits. Well, now that they have this, this funding to use and these sponsorships and deals, they can maybe start bringing in some of these guys and turn those programs around as well. So there's going to be a lot of strategy here. I, I think people are kind of sleeping on that aspect of it. Like the guys, you know, there's going to be people getting paid to figure out how do we bring in these recruits given these new rules. Yeah. And you know, some universities, like I said, can really turn some programs around. And if you talk about an SEC school or something of that nature where they get four or five of their programs to be top-notch, top-tier programs, that changes, you know, even their, that, that furthers their financials from where they're at currently. So universities are going to care about this. Like, this is going to be important to figure out how are we going to effectively manage this new rule and continue to bring in good recruits and even take a step up from that and improve programs that are lacking? It's going to be interesting. So here's another angle that I've thought a lot about um, that because this was one of my thoughts that I had back in the, uh, what was it, junior year when I had some of those ignorant thoughts, but I still think this could be um, applicable now. So say you're on a football, basketball, baseball, softball team, whatever you're on um, at a big program. And you're, let's say, let's use baseball for this example. Let's say you're, you fall between roster spot 25, 35. Um, You don't play a whole lot, whatever it might be. And you're not making any money. But your number one, your number two, your number three guys for whatever it may be, they're bringing in. Baseball may not be a perfect example of this. This would probably be more so for football, but they're bringing in, say, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
say you're struggling financially, whatever it is to pay through college, you're not really getting any sponsorships, but you have guys on your team now who are very well off from this. Do you think this creates kind of um, a divide chemistry mm-hmm. issues? Do you think that, that I don't think that would become an issue on a big scale, but maybe each team could deal with this on a small scale in different ways. Sure. I mean, here's what I'll say to that. I think at the top level, at the bigger schools, that's just not really going to be an issue. I think even your, you know, your players that don't play significant roles on the team, let's say, uh, they're still going to have plenty of opportunities to, to make money. Um, you know, when you talk about an Alabama football player or say like a South Carolina baseball player, the teams yeah. are so well known in the community and they're almost looked at as celebrities already that they're going to be able to, if they want, make a lot of money off of their their own image. Now, when you go down to mid-majors and smaller schools, that's maybe where this problem could happen. Yeah. What I would argue, though, is that a lot of the recruits that are committing to these schools in the first place, you know, say, for example, even even like you and I, right, we commit to play Division One baseball at a mid-major, you know, how many opportunities outside of that do you have in general? So it's either you you play, you know, your Division One sport, which if that's, you know, a dream and a goal of yours, you do it, but Uh it's going to be under the understanding of like, hey, you know, we brought in some big name guys. They're going to be getting paid in some way. You might not have the same opportunities, but if you want to play Division One sports, you want to be a part of this team, like it's just going to be yeah. the traditional way. Like you're going to come in on whatever scholarship you get, and we can't really offer you, offer you much past that. And I think you're still going to see, you know, men and women still taking up the opportunities because what are the options outside of that, right? Um, so that's kind of my take on it. I don't think it'll affect it that much because of that. But you definitely will see that, like in the programs. You're going to see some players that are making a lot off of sponsorships or from whatever, and players on the same exact team that maybe are struggling to pay their way through school. And again, it's, I mean, that's kind of just the nature of the business, right? Like, they know what they're signing up for and it is what it is they you know it's if they if you want to play division one sports or ncaa sports you you have to understand where you're at and take the opportunities accordingly so yeah and with the way this is shaking out i'd also kind of say that it seems like you make you can make what you want of the situation. Like if you are someone who really thinks, okay, I'm going to use this to my advantage. I'm going to seek out as many different possibilities as I can. You're going to start just shooting emails. Yeah. Drudge emails, whatever it may be. Um, Especially like a mid-major level, uh, you're not probably going to have your inbox flooded with, Hey, we'd love to sponsor for you. No, that's not how it's going to work. It's going to be you being proactive and reaching out. Um, and honestly, that's going to be how it is for most athletes. Like there's going to be a very small percentage of college athletes where these huge brands are coming to them. For the most part, it's about them being proactive. And so yeah. I guess that would be another response to that complication, I guess. You'd say. Exactly. 
<clears throat> and I think the biggest area that this this law or rule or whatever you want to call it impacts is just being able to make money off of your own image. So a lot right. of people don't exactly understand what that means because that was that was a very serious part of that conduct to where you really weren't even supposed to say in the summertime you wanted to give you know baseball lessons to someone which again you're you're a division 1 player your knowledge and understanding of the game is a lot higher than most people so you know considering yourself as like a professional or someone who can give out lessons and improve the game of others is very within reach now when doing that you technically were not supposed to market yourself as you know, NCAA athlete, Division One athlete, or a member of the whatever team, because that was using your image as an NCAA athlete to make profits. So you, okay. if you did go that route, you had to do it in a way that was like, to be honest with you, I don't even know how you did it. Most people still did it regardless, and just okay. NCAA didn't do anything about it. But you technically weren't supposed to. So that's where it changes now is now you can do those things and say, you know, hey, I'm a division one athlete, worked really hard to get here. Um, probably know a lot that I can help improve your game on. And you can give some lessons or give some advice to someone. And that's, you know, that little loophole being closed is one of the bigger areas that is going to be taken advantage of. Yeah. And another big issue is, feel like you've seen stories about this over the years of people running big social media accounts, big YouTube channels, and then being also college recruits and basically having to choose, am I going to go play um, NCAA, an NCAA sport, or am I going to continue to make a bunch of money off the YouTube channel? And at this point, it was usually they were making a decent amount off of YouTube, and they were obviously going to go in and be a freshman at whatever program they were going to be. So like you could even look at it say we started this podcast back in last summer if we were being paid whatever over the last this technically that would have been illegal for you because yeah. you would have been profiting off of a product you were putting out yeah. so when you look at it like that it's pretty ridiculous that basically the ncaa had a stranglehold on any of their athletes and were this is illegal in every way they basically just were not allowing them to make money but forcing them to go through what is a hundred percent a job a hundred percent because it takes up countless hours of your week so yes and it is th that part alone being cleared up is huge and that's a great point because you know the the stories you would hear about one that sticks out to me it happened two years ago um there was a kicker a high school kicker who was committed yeah. to a division one program you i believe see, it was yeah, division right? one Yes. Yeah. And um, he was making a good amount of money off his YouTube channel. I, I can't remember exactly what he did on YouTube, but he had a significant amount of subscribers and thus he was making advertisement money. And he basically had to choose whether he went for his dream of being uh, a college, you know, college football kicker or sticking with the social media YouTube stuff that he's making a lot of money off of. And I think ultimately he ended up doing that 
but it's sad because you know that kid his whole life has wanted to play division one football it's a dream he worked really hard at and then it gets to a point where it's like do i do that or do i continue to make thousands of dollars a month off of these fun videos that i like making and that's just a choice that people shouldn't have to make because other students don't have to make it and that's been one of my bigger arguments in this whole situation is you're taking away opportunities that your average student can take advantage of that you're not letting athletes take advantage of especially in the techno world we live in now there's so many different ways to profit off of some of this stuff and especially if you get into the content side of things and you're just shutting that door for all athletes which you know to me just doesn't make much sense but it well it didn't make any sense it didn't make any sense and if you look at some of the statements the Supreme Court judges made in light of passing this, basically in deeming what the NCAA has been doing illegal, it was basically that um, in no other practice, in no other job, workplace across the country would the NCAA's practices be allowed. They'd be no. deemed very highly illegal. So why is why are they getting an exemption here? And yeah. that's ultimately what propelled this forward. It happened. So over the next couple of years, it's going to be see where it goes. And I, I'm sure there, are, we are just seeing the very, very base of it here. And who knows five years down the road, how this will change the landscape of college athletics. And, and I know there was a segment that you wanted to kind of I'll put forth for us. Yeah, you'll get yeah, to I'll, it. I'll but get to we'll it. see. Real, we'll see where real, it goes. Yeah, real quick, the you know, I, I read an article just the other day that kind of went through how the NCAA basically gets to act like no other business yeah. or government organization gets to act. Like they do get to pass some of these laws and rules restricting their athletes and people involved with the organizations that just it doesn't fly in other businesses and and again, government organizations. So, you know, I think you're right. And we're just scratching the surface because it goes well beyond this whole sponsorship and making money off of your own image and likeness. Um, there's a lot of issues with the NCAA and, you know, how much power they have to act as, you know, literally a like third party organization. All they are responsible for is oversight and they're a nonprofit yet they're one of the most profitable organizations in the United States. So it's interesting. And I, I think you're right that we are just scratching the surface, but I had a little fun segment that I introduced before the podcast that I wanted to get to. And I have a question for you, Christian. Let's hear it. So let's turn back the clock here. We're going back to the days, back to our primes. Oh. We're, we're, you know, Division running one, the campus, college athletes <laughs> running the campus, oh, and yeah. and we are in a time where this gets passed while we're still there. So All I'm right. curious if you had three sponsorships that you could lock down as a Valparaiso baseball player, one of them needing to be a local business. What are they? What are yeah. 
the sponsors you're going after. In, in an ideal Christian Barzi world, who do you want to lock down? All right. So, because I got some this, answers. This should be, yes. And this is one of those loaded questions that's like, there's so many different directions you could go with it. Oh, um, yeah. So, I, one of them, I went very basic with one of them for a couple of reasons. Mostly because if I'm think, considering the fact that I'm an athlete at this point, um, and this is also one of my favorite establishments, Chipotle. I mean, that's just, I feel like as, as easy as it is to say, as obvious as it is, I love Chipotle. I've said it before on this podcast. I, when I was at school, I ate it an unhealthy amount. So if I could actually go back and get some kind of deal struck there, it would make life a little bit easier for me. So that was a pretty simple one. The second one, and that was not my Valpo one. That was just mm. a general one. But okay. it could also apply to Valpo. Yeah, sure. So my Valpo-specific one, and this one's kind of out there. I didn't go the food route. I didn't go the clothing route. And see, maybe this is taking a little bit of my post-baseball life into account here. But I would have loved to get some kind of sponsorship deal done with Aberdeen Golf Course so I could just go out there. I don't know what this would entail. But I'm sure we could work on That's something. That's a good one. I, I, allow I like me that, to, actually. Allow me to get some rounds in, work on my swing a little bit. So maybe then, going into post-baseball life, I wouldn't have been so shitty at golf. Because trust me, I'm bad. I'm bad. And it hasn't gotten much better. So on like a two-year, three-year jump, head start on this. Try to strike something. Valpo Baseball, Aberdeen Golf collaboration. Um, Could have been nice. And, okay, my third one. My third one was tough because there were a lot of different directions I could go here. But I was thinking back to like when I was in college, what I would have loved to have sponsorship wise. And I think I, uh, this is very, very specific, but I think I've, I've got what I want. So my senior year, I lived in a house with four other dudes. It was, it was rowdy. It was rambunctious. The walls were paper thin And this, the room I had was right outside of the living room where the most commotion in the house was happening. And like I said, walls were paper thin. If I'm laying in bed trying to just chill out, homework, whatever, I am hearing absolutely everything that's going on in this room. And also, um, whatever, I love playing music, instruments, whatever. So if I could have made some kind of sponsorship deal with like a guitar center or like a local Valpo music store. So first of all, I could get some sound panels across my whole room. Cause I had, I had some sound panels on some of the room um, that helped a little bit. If I could get the whole room soundproofed, so that room would have been a little peaceful, that would have been great. And then I could also in turn throw on the electric guitar and just jam that thing up to a hundred rock out and it wouldn't annoy anyone else. So it would be kind of like a, a symbiotic thing. I'm not annoying anyone. No one's annoying me. Like I said, that was very specific and not relating to baseball at all, but it would have improved my Valpo um, living situation substantially. <laughs> so yeah. there are my three. Went a little out there with yeah. those. Yeah, I mean, let's see what not yours bad. are. Not bad. I like those. I like the golf one a lot. You know, obvious perks there that you can take advantage of. Song one's a little different of a route, but good yeah. for you, man. <laughs> My sponsor didn't want to be basic. Didn't want to yeah, be basic. You don't want to be basic. Your so anyone who listens to this podcast knows that the first sponsorship I'm locking down 
the biggest sponsor of this podcast that's not oh. actually a sponsor, <laughs> Celsius. I'm it's getting Celsius. Easy. It's too, too easy, easy, man. It's a it's just a great beverage, a good little pick-me-up, but it's not too much at the same time. Good for you. Gets the metabolism going. No added sugars. And it's just, a, it's a great drink. I would love nothing more than to have unlimited Celsius, uh, you know, at my readiness, I can go in the fridge and, and grab one actually, of a thousand. Wow. Time out. Time out. Why don't you use the fact just for an athlete to reach out to sell I'm a retired college athlete now. I love your products. I'm ashamed or it's too bad that we couldn't do something while I was an athlete. But now, now that I am out of college, whatever, let's make something happen. Bam. Foolproof, I think. I think. There's two things I will promise on this episode. I told you the first one, and that is that I'm I'm going to get into the, the Valpo Baseball Hall of Fame by yeah. sponsoring every single athlete Correct. on the baseball team. That's the first thing I promise. The second is that at some point in my life, through whatever means possible, I will secure that Celsius sponsor. <laughs> okay. and, and I am going to try. I will do everything if it if they sponsor this podcast, if they sponsor my website, the Eastern Roadhouse Gym, if they just want to sponsor me as a person, I want that Celsius sponsorship. I think more than just about anything I can think of right now. That is why that is the easiest one for me to list off. That's my number one, no doubt Celsius. Moving on to the second one. Now this this is a little uh, help your friend out type of sponsorship, right? So for those of you at home, I got a hat on right now. And if you read this hat, there it is see right now. There it is. Hashtag smile. Our last guest we had on, Jay Negaman, good friend of ours, runs his brand, hashtag smile. Again, go check him out. Go check the episode out. It was great. Very but nice. I would love to be, you know, running out to the mound, jerseyed up, ready to go. And on one of my sleeves, I've just got hashtag smile. I'm repping the brand. I want to be a smile athlete. Jaden, if you're listening, I wish this could have happened when when I was still playing because I would have proudly been a hashtag smile athlete. That's easy number two right there. So Celsius and the smile movement brand. That's a great one. That's a great one. You know, helping helping a good friend out and also being a part of the movement. The third one, my my local Valpo one. Okay, let's hear it. Oh, you're gonna hear it. I would like to be sponsored by the local business Susie's Cafe in Valparaiso. Now, <laughs> for those of cinnamon you, rolls. <laughs> for those of you who have not been to Susie's. It's a uh, more of a breakfast brunch establishment run. And one of the best parts about this place is you walk in there and almost always on any given day, you're going to see Susie herself. She's a legend. She's walking around, bussing tables, serving up cinnamon rolls. She's doing all of it. And her name is on the restaurant. It's just the experience, man. It's, you know, there's a big debate as to what the best breakfast place in Valpo is. You can get into that, but as an overall experience, going into Susie's, 
seeing Susie herself, and then she brings you out a cinnamon roll the size of your head, it, it doesn't get much better, man. It That's just doesn't. Susie and way. So, yeah. so to wake up every morning, be sponsored by Susie's and Susie herself, stop in for a cinnamon roll, you know, maybe before the games, I walk up to the press box and throw out a little plug for her. Hey, tomorrow morning before the double header, make sure you stop at Susie's and wow. get the best cinnamon roll in town. Wow. I, you know, I would love to be the second face of Susie's. And that is why that is my local sponsorship. Celsius, hashtag smile, the smile movement, and Susie's. Three easy sponsorships right there. That would be my dream. And and now I want to go back, just, man. Yeah, wow. And this is just two of us. And we were very diverse in our selections for what we want. So just to go is to show what a whole 30, 35-person team, what different sponsorships they could cook up in the span of a year or two years or three years. I mean, wow. It's, it's ridiculous, really. And uh, possibilities are endless. Truly. Possibilities endless. are endless. And, and for those of you listening that are current, college athletes you know take some inspiration from us go make some take advantage happen. of it yeah make some things happen yeah you've got oh, some i mean old i can men, i can all <laughs> you've got some old men living in the past you know telling you about how we wish we could have done it so take advantage of it go get some sponsorships take this as inspiration i'm, I'm gonna get emotional if we keep going on too long man i mean this is uh Wow, throw me back. I'm just, it's unbelievable. Um, but guys, do you have anything stupid left to say? I ask you at the end of every podcast. And if mm. you don't, if you, you have, have one anything thing. left to say. I mean, come on. You know I have one thing. Sorry. Yeah, I, was, I know. I try to skim past it every time, but you never. it never works. It never works. Yeah, come on, man. Um, the Barzy rating, of course. Of course. <laughs> You know, it's. I wish that I would have gotten junior year Christian Barzi because just it would have been an easy three or below rate here. You you said it. You you admitted to it. You had some ignorant thoughts then about this topic. Yeah. You've cleaned it up since. I added some good stuff to the episode today. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm going to give you an 8-3 today, Christian. Yeah. It was a good episode. Good to be back. I, I, you know, I've got to think of a topic to start taking these down because the last couple have just been way too high up there, and, and it's bothering me. You know, I wake up every morning, it kind of just eats at me a little bit. Before I even start my day, I think about, oh, Christian's ratings have been, uh, they've been up lately. I don't like that. Well, it's been streaky. It's been very streaky because I feel like we've gone on the last however many episodes I feel like have been easier um, softball questions even basically yeah. where I'm going to have decent episodes. And I feel like before that we went on like a five or six episode stretch where they were all pretty subjective episodes where there was some room for disaster. Um, so now I feel like we're probably going back if we get another subjective episode in there because it's the subjective episodes – or you, yeah, that's uh, where you I feast. Do. You feast on me a little bit. Oh, I do. But it's the more serious topics where we can have a true discussion. Where I, I it's usually things are pretty safe for me. So, and you know take what? Take that I, info from how you yeah. were. Yeah. 
I don't know if this is within my rules of what I'm allowed to do with the ratings, but I'm going to take you down to a seven, nine for oh. the way that you are saying, oh. the, for the way that you are saying room, R O O M you're saying, it sounds like you're saying rum. Say that for me. I am in a room right now. I'm in a room. What do you call the thing that's, that's over your head that, that keeps you sheltered at night? Uh, a roof. Are, like you an, are you an R-U-F-F like guy or an R-O-O-F? Are you a roof or a rough? I'm a, I'm a rough. A rough. I think I'm saying more rough. I'm yeah, not. that's I'm, what I figured. Yeah, 7-9. It, seven, takes, nine. it that, takes a lot seven, of nine, that's to say roof. Yeah, roof. You're, you're dragging those O's, and I, I, it's not proper English. It's bothering me. So, oh, yeah. I, God, get real. No, uh, listen. It, yeah, I'm the grammar police, and I'm I'm frustrated with how well you're doing. So I need to find any excuse to take that down. Seven nine, Christian. That's final. Whatever, man. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, we we discussed a lot of different things. We got off topic a little bit, but kind kind of not really, but kind of off topic also. We had a good time discussing it. Like we've said, it's going to be interesting seeing how this plays out over the next couple of years. But otherwise, you guys know where to find us, Twitter, TikTok, all of the places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, there's so many, I always have to slow my mind a little bit to think of all of them. But guys, hope you enjoyed the episode, and we will see you next time.